God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace. These gifts are yours from your heavenly Father. They are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to look at one of my favorite sections of Scripture, one of my favorite stories of Scripture, uh, the parable of the prodigal son. I'd like to just read Luke 15, verse 11. There was a man who had two sons. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer, our father. Amen. Well, he was the picture-perfect dad. He was a man of means. He was generous. He was patient. He was humble. He was gracious. He was forgiving. He was dedicated. There wasn't anything he wouldn't do for his kids. And, and he loved. He, he loved to be with them. He loved to be with his family. And he, and he loved to have fun with his family. Who wouldn't like a dad like that? I mean, if, if we could only choose our dads, he would be all of those things, wouldn't he? And more. But you don't get to choose your dad, do you? And I realize in bringing up that subject and in talking about that subject that for many of us, uh, this, is a, this is a, a, can be a, a painful conversation. And the reason for that is, is so clear to, to you. Your dad was far from the perfect dad. And if you would have had a say in the matter, if you could have chosen your dad, He's not the one that you would have chosen. The picture-perfect dad. Now, now, just suppose for a moment that you could choose your dad. And just suppose for a moment that there was actually a picture-perfect dad. What would life be like if you had the perfect dad. Well, believe it or not, there's a pretty good chance that even if you had the perfect dad, you would not think that your life was all that great. I mean, everybody else looking might envy you. They would say, oh, I wish I had him for my dad. But your perspective of your dad would be something less, something else. As a case in point, take the story most commonly known as the parable of the prodigal son. Now, as depicted in this story, these two boys had the picture-perfect dad. But I think if you were to ask them if they could change dads, they would have said, yeah. I mean, 
Take the younger son, for example. His actions pretty much speak for themselves, don't they, as to how he felt about his dad. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. I ask you, if he thought life with his dad was so great, then how come it is that he cannot wait for his dad to be dead and gone? What he really thinks would be best if somehow is if he can get out of this house and just get what he can get from his dad and then live apart from his dad's morals, apart from his dad's values, apart from his dad. He does not want life with his dad, even though his dad was picture perfect. Then, too, there's the older son. <laughs> same family, same dad, same attitude and view of life. Life would be much better if it would, could be lived apart from and without this dad. He just had a different way of expressing it. And those feelings come out when his younger brother comes back home. It's then, and, and to his father's face, that he says how he really feels about his dad. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look. These many years I have served you, I've never disobeyed your command, yet you, you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours comes who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you kill the fattened calf for him. Take your pick. Take the younger son if you want. Take the older son if you want and, and go up to them and ask them the question that is just begging to be asked. Why couldn't they see it? Why couldn't they see that they had the picture-perfect dad? And life doesn't get any better than that. Why couldn't they see it? Why can't we see it? You see, we do have the picture-perfect Father. The Father in the story that Jesus told, that's your Father. That's your Dad, your, your Heavenly Father. He, he created you. You are His child. You have lived your entire life under his roof. You have. And he is everything in real life as the father that he depicted as in the story told by his son. He, is a, he has great means. He's generous with what he has. He's devoted. There's nothing he won't do for his children. He's gracious. He's humble. He's patient. He's forgiving. He is 
all of those things. And, and yet at times, we're like one or the other of the two sons in the story Jesus told. We would just as soon up and leave home and live without our dad, even though he is picture perfect. Where and how in your life is that true for you? How are you trying to live without your father? Are you like the younger son who is out to get from him what you can get, but no, your intent and your desire is then to take it and go out and live the way the world tells you to live apart from his values? Or are you more like the older son who thinks that this father of yours likes to play favorites and for some unexplainable reason he just can't see it that you should be his favorite child and that for right now somehow he is mistreating you and and shortchanging you and, and not loving you like he should. Answering those questions honestly isn't easy, is it? But then again, it, it's never easy for us to own up to the fact that the problem isn't with him not being picture perfect. The problem is with us not being picture perfect. It's not easy to see that in ourselves, is it? As an, as an example, look at the older son. We're left to wonder, aren't we, whether or not this older son, in the story that Jesus told, if he ever did accept his dad's invitation and come back in. And the reason that that's not part of the story is because it then leaves the door open for us to come back in, to see that we have the picture-perfect Father. And to encourage us to do that, Jesus does tell us of the outcome between the father and the younger son. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this son, my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate because God is the picture-perfect Father. If you're 
dad, your earthly dad, has been something less than perfect. If you would have loved to have had someone else be your dad other than that man, listen to something your heavenly father has both said and promised. I will be a father to the fatherless. I will set the solitary in a home. And he also says this and promises this so that to eliminate any doubts to any of us that he wants you and he loves you and his love for you is not based on your performance as one of his children. His love for you is simply, purely, unconditional. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, he who formed you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you. You are mine. The picture-perfect Father. If in these last few moments you have seen that part of your heart and part of your life where you are trying to live apart from him, if you've ever borrowed the words of the younger son and said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, listen to something your heavenly Father both said and promised. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And the fact and the truth that makes the basis for those words is this, the, the picture-perfect Father, God, sent his Son, Jesus, who was the picture-perfect child to live for you, to die for you, and to rise again for you so that you could be his forgiven and redeemed child. Life is good, isn't it? After all, you have the picture-perfect Father. Happy Father's Day. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.